Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hey everyone, husband here. Wife is a bit under the weather today, so we're not doing our normal episode, and I do apologize for that. But I wanted to take this opportunity to put out an episode that we did a couple of years ago, um, back in 2021. It was so far the only Christmas special we've done. It was called A Very Churchy Christmas. And we talk a lot about our church experiences, or our, I'm sorry, our, our uh, Christmas experiences, how we felt about going to or being pressured into going to church, things like that, um, the consumerism of Christmas, different different aspects of how we feel about Christmas in general. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, don't fret when you get into the beginning of the episode. We do say that it's the weekend before Christmas, but you've actually got two weekends, so no stress there. And hopefully wife will be feeling better by tomorrow and we'll be back with our regularly scheduled episodes at that point. So hope you enjoy this and reach out to us and let us know what you think. Thanks. Hey you, welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife. And together we're reading the Bible. Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with Revelations, we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents. Or shekels. Yeah, those. We're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense. We aren't academics or scholars. Nope. In fact, when it comes to religion, we really don't know anything at all. What we've learned so far is that God's a dick. Oh, he really is, isn't he? If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one. Otherwise, jump in anywhere. It's all good. Yep. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Husband. Wife. Hey. Hey. Happy Christmas. Happy, yeah. Happy Merry Holidays. Yeah, Happy Holidays. Right. Those things. Yeah. I mean, we're almost there anyway. I mean, yeah. It's, It's like. It's this weekend. What's this weekend? Christmas. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. That's it's got to do with that Christian shit, right? Yeah, so I thought that today we'd talk about church things. Church things? Since it's a religious holiday. Like what kind of church things? Well, hang in and find out. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh so this is a special episode then, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a bonus episode. It'll be real special. Mhm. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> So, um, since it's Christmas time and that's like a religious holiday, <laughs> I know, um, <laughs> I thought that we could talk about, um, how many people go to church on the holidays. I bet it's a lot more than normally go. It, it is. It is. That's just my guess. Because you know what? I have been to a church service. No, a... don't talk about that yet. Oh, sorry. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I don't want to know bad. about that yet. My bad. I want to talk about See, the other See, this is why you should have told me what the hell we were talking about instead of just, like, well, making me guess. Well, I didn't want you to guess. I just wanted you to just go with it. Just I'm, go with I me. I went with it. I was I, going with stop. it. Stop. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going with it. Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to talk about other people, not us. Okay. Let's talk about other people. Um. So, did you know that in the Catholic Church that Christmas is an obligatory day that they have to go to church? Have to meaning what exactly? It's an obligation. Or what? Well, they might be like kicked out of their... You're going to excommunicate them because they didn't go to fucking Christmas service? I mean, it's very serious. I don't know what the ramifications are, but there's a social... What if you got COVID? Okay, stop. I'm just saying. I'm sure that if you have a doctor's excuse or whatever, <laughs> like, I'm sure that there are exceptions, but okay. you can't just be a so layabout. You literally got to go take your priest uh, fucking doctor's note saying, I was excused from Christmas service. I'm trying not to be disrespectful. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> okay. The Catholic Church says that if you have the means and you are a practicing Catholic, which all of you should be by what they say, right? Because you know Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. Then you need to be, your ass needs to be in a pew on Christmas, okay? Got it. Got it. So that's what I was trying to say. Mandatory. Yeah. And so there are these different surveys that have been done. Some are self-reporting. Okay. um, And some are not, obviously. So uh, of the self-reporting, um, surveys, they found that six out of 10 Americans typically attend church on Christmas. Six out of, so 60%. Interesting. But that's self-reporting. Okay. So then there are other surveys, um, that indicate like that. Like exit polls? <laughs> oh my God. 
exit poll. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, maybe. Oh, that wasn't just at Christmas. That's um in general. In general. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, that's sorry. different. Yeah, that's, that's different. different. Yeah. I don't know. I have my facts mixed up. Sorry. Mm, okay. So well, I would say that's a lot. 10, of, I would say that's pretty high. Sixty percent of Americans attend church every Sunday. In in their mind, according to <laughs> self-reporting, but um, according to um, actual surveys that don't count on self-reporting, yeah, only thirty-seven percent of Americans attend that's on a, a dramatic weekly. difference. Yeah, yeah, dramatic. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's that's. A, Wow. Yeah. That's a dramatic difference. And then there was another study that showed that just 22% of Americans attend services weekly. See, I could get down, like 22 sounds closer to right. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you, you have a lot, that, and, and it goes to, to my theory that, like, the hypocrisy behind religion. Mm-hmm. The people out here that I live around that, that you know, are all, you know, religious. They're very practicing. Christians. Yeah, well, I mean, they want to come across that way, but yeah. it's more for social standing than anything else. And right. they might check the box and go once a month or something. Yeah. But I don't think they go every week. I mean, some of them probably do. Some of them probably do. 22%. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I found this uh, bit of demographic statistic stuff very interesting. Okay. Church attendance remains stronger among older demographics and is more common for women as well as those who lean right-wing politics. I mean, that all trucks with me as far as... Really? I would not... I guess... I mean, I knew it would be older and I knew it would be right-wing. I didn't know that more women than men... Although, if I think about it, I guess that really does well, make sense. Well, women are the child-rearing people, right? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people in this country that think that it is important to be a part of this culture because it helps promote you as a person and it gives you a community to, to belong to. So part of the woman who is raising the children and taking them to the church is part of their child-rearing. It, it's that indoctrination bullshit where they're, you know, they're taking them to church because it's what you're supposed to do. So you're saying... Not just women in general, but moms. Yeah. Well, but what about women in general? Just all women. I would say that it's higher. I I mean, I if I had to guess, I would say it's higher on women because of moms. That would huh. be my guess. Huh. I could be wrong. But, I mean, that's, that's the I would, impression I would say. I would think that because women are considered the more nurturing and the more um, spirity um, Closer to, like, more likely to be flighty or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, when you think about people who are pagan, it's more often women than men. When you think about um, all kinds of other religions, it's always, like, more women than men. So I just, I guess my impression of, um, like, you hear it all the time where the, the dad's too busy to go. So the mom has to... By busy, you mean that the dad has to stay home and watch the football game? Well, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. And that game is really important, you know? Clearly. Yeah. Whatever. God won't strike you dead for watching your favorite team. Damn. That'd be cruel. That's so wrong. It'd be like there's a cruel god or something, you know? (sighs) (laughs) I just, I can't even with that. That's nonsense. Anyway, that's my theory. I think it's mom's. Well, I think it's because women are more spiritual. Well, they can tell you guys should tell us what you think. Yeah. And let us know on Twitter because yeah. I'm curious what everybody thinks. Yeah. I'm probably going to ask that question at some point. You should. I will. Okay. Here's another interesting tidbit. Okay. A 2018 sociological survey found that in the United States, 
Donald Trump voters who attend church regularly are more likely than non-religious Trump voters to be crazy. To, oh, sorry, I interrupted. To have warmer feelings towards racial and religious minorities, huh. to be more supportive of immigration and trade, and to be more concerned about poverty. The ones that go to church? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I know. It was exactly the opposite of your interruption, which is why I glared at you. Right. No, I got you. Well, I mean, so generally the messages that you receive at church, I would say, are more than not, more often than not, wanting to, like, you're you're getting the Jesus message, right? The mm-hmm. help other people and the lesser and yada, yada, yada. Right. So if you are an actual church grower, you know, that's that's the, the, the hypocrisy in the Trump movement is of the religious right. Is what we always talk about, but the, the they're the ones that don't go to church. They're the ones that don't. Yeah, exactly. They're the that completely. Ma- they're, they're the, the ones not twenty two percent. Yeah, they're the, they're that fucking you know percentage of people that say they go to church, but they don't actually right. go to church. They just want the fucking image, and they, they want, want that, the points. Yeah, America and and fucking Jesus, you know, whatever. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That was that was harsh. That was a bit. You went far there. I went pretty far there. Yeah. But you know what? Fuck them. Oh my god. <laughs> So those were the statistics that I brought to the table, and then I thought we'd take a break and okay. then come back and talk about our church experiences regarding Christmas. That's funny. We just I just got done talking about that on Twitter with somebody the other day. Huh. So Go good figure. timing. Good timing on that. It's Christmas. Go figure. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take that break then. Okay. Okay. So why don't you go ahead now and tell me. <laughs> About that uh, church experience that you had on Christmas. Well, I was just going to – so, I mean, when I was younger, we didn't go to a lot of churches. And I've I've covered this before kind of. Like we went to a Quaker church and stuff like that to experiment with church and stuff. But one thing I do remember is going to a Catholic Christmas mass at one point. And it was like – Cool, cool, cool. And and even my dad went who definitely did not believe in God. But it was more for the experience, I guess, and the like. You got to see this once in your lifetime, like the thing. history kind of thing. Yeah, like I mean, it's apparently. I mean, it, it was a pretty big deal. Like you know, there's a lot of pomp and circumstance, and you know, like it's all. I don't know. Like it, it's a big old show. So <laughs> big old show. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Funny. I don't know much about it. I didn't know anything about it at the time. I just remember that that was one thing that I you know was. I had to do. You experienced that. I had to experience that, yeah. So I did. I don't think I've ever been to um, a Catholic Mass. Oh, now we're going to have to do that. I know. I think we should just to say we have. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this year. What do you think? Oh, this year? (laughs) Let me check my calendar. (laughs) I know. I need need more mental prep than just like a week. This is kind of short notice. (laughs) I need a year to think about maybe, it. Maybe we could do that as a special, like another year, and then we'll just report on our uh, on our uh, experience. You know, okay, something like that. Yeah, we can do that. Let's do it another year. Okay, another year. Another yeah. year. Okay. All right. Um, I can remember attending not church on Christmas, but um, those plays that they make the kids do, and it's always <laughs> the nativity, like every year. I don't recall ever going to one of those damn things. Are you serious? Yeah, like I don't think our school had. If no, they it had wasn't. It, it wasn't through the school. It's oh. through the church. The church oh, okay. youth group does it. Got it. Yeah, I never went to a church youth group. You know, nativity. Thing. You never got invited to watch the play. I not that I'm aware of. No. Well, I guess because I grew up on a small military installation overseas. Right. That like. 
all my friends were in it. Got it. Got so, it. I mean, that must be why. Yeah. That's the only thing I, mean, I can I imagine. I in a small town, so you would think I would have the same thing. But in that small town, there was like, you know, a ton of churches. So, right. you know. Yeah. I, I think people kind of stuck to their own little clans. You fucking throw a rock out here and you're going <laughs> to hit a church. Maybe two. You probably skip it off one into the other. I mean, the house that we lived in before this, our landlord was a pastor <laughs> oh my God. at a church. Yeah. He was that a was, nut. That was fun. He wrote was a book a too, apparently. Oh, whatever. He wanted us to buy it. Whatever. We never did. It was self-published and there's nothing wrong with self-pub, but it was garbage. Yeah. And it you, shouldn't have you been. You remember when you and our kid went to the um, Black Lives Matter rally here? Oh, and he was yeah, there. he was there. Yeah, and only he was, he was not on the correct side. He was not <laughs> on the Black Lives Matter part. Oh, right. He was on the concerned citizens. Mm, yeah, with the loaded weapons. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good he was guy. On that Great side. guy. Great guy. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't really have any specific uh, churchy Christmas things. Hmm. So I mean, I I don't have a lot either. So like that was not, you know, very exciting. Like my my (laughs) experience of Christmas, like when I think about the pageant, the nativity thing, all I can think of is the Charlie Brown Christmas, the pageant that they put on. Right. I mean, if we just talk about Christmas experiences as I grew up, like that was very materialistic, honestly. Well, no, I take that back. We had one year where we created... Like, we we all made our own presents for each other, like, for mm-hmm. our family. And that was really kind of cool. And we used to go caroling around town. Like, our whole family went caroling wish, around town. Which, I wish we did that. Like, I mean, that was fun. It was very much a sense of family and community, and I enjoyed that. You know, like, that was definitely That's so something funny that was fun. because – Last year, I was like, let's go caroling, and you were like, not a chance. Yeah, but people don't like neighbors anymore. Like, you might get shot for doing that. So, I don't know. It just doesn't feel the same as it used to. You might get arrested for disturbing the peace. I'm just saying. Like, it just doesn't. I bet I bet when you went with your friends or your family and did caroling, I bet that you didn't actually sing. No, I, bet, I did. I bet you just mouthed the words. I sung. You sang? Really? Yeah, definitely. Huh. Yeah. Well, I want to go caroling. I don't want to go caroling. I don't want to go look at the Christmas lights. We should go around town and sing like Rage Against the Machine. Oh, my God. No? No, that is not Christmas. System of a Down. That is not Christmas. Damn it. Okay. Stop. I'm, you know. Stop. Ariel, it's got angels in it. Behave. I'm just saying. Behave. <sighs> Why? So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's your favorite Christmas? What is my favorite Christmas? Um... So, again, you know, most of my Christmases were materialistic, but I did come down one year, and our parents, obviously, because, you know, spoiler, Santa's not real. Oh, my God. But, <laughs> hey, we're already an explicit podcast. I'm sure we can dump that one out there. All right. Anyway, um, so our parents had bought us every single He-Man that we didn't own at the time. <laughs> And it was the most awesome Christmas ever. Like, I mean, it was literally every He-Man we didn't own and every He-Man toy that we didn't own was all there. Every fucking bit of it. It was amazing. That's awesome. It was. It was really fucking... Oh, and then one time, um, my brother and I found a... Uh, the, the You know, like the tracks that you have, like the remote control cars, but they followed on the tracks and you just, yeah. the racer tracks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, our parents had gone through all this trouble to set up like the whole thing down in the basement to like test it out and stuff. Well, me and my brother found it and played with it for like two weeks before Christmas. Oh, so, God. 
yeah, that was so fun then when too. you unwrapped it, you were like, boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> parents were like, why aren't they excited about this? And yeah, we didn't tell them until years later that we had discovered it oh weeks prior. You're horrible. <laughs> You're a horrible human being. And yet, yet when we were ordering gifts on Amazon, I was like, how are we going to avoid seeing what each other ordered? And you said, I won't peek. I don't have any interest in peeking anymore. I don't believe you. I, I, don't. I don't believe you. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't. Well, I'm so not. So what's your best memory of Christmas? Um, my favorite one is um, one year when we were still overseas and um, – my mom and dad had got us um, Cabbage Patch Kids, and um, all of our friends had them. So yeah. this was, like, not the year they came out. This right. was, like, a year later. You guys were behind the, the We curve. were so behind. And so my mom got us the Cabbage Patch Kids, one each, and um, a bunch of clothes and, like, um, baby doll stuff so that we could play with them and you know, take care of them. Yeah. And I'll never forget, mine was named Zelda May. Gotcha. Yeah, it came with that name. And I could not wait to get rid of that name with the little <laughs> adoption paper thing, with the little certificate. And um, I I named her, oh, what did I name her? It was something like um, Raquel or something like that because I thought that was so exotic. Got it. Got yeah. It. Yeah. So that was that was your best one then? Yeah, again, very materialistic. So I got a quick question. What's that? What's your take on Christmas and Santa now? Okay, that's so funny that you asked that because I literally heard um, somebody in a podcast today defending um, the existence of Santa, a full-ass adult. Yeah. And um, I, I loved it because um, – Okay, well, this gets into what you and I were talking about recently with regard to the magic of Christmas. Right. Okay, so um, I've come to the conclusion that Christmas is not something that, like, happens. It's, it's an active verb. Like, you have to do Christmas in order to feel Christmas. Sure. And But that never really struck me so much as this year because we did not put up any decorations. We did not put up a tree we did not put up anything that is true and we haven't done one thing that's christmas related like we haven't gone to look at lights we haven't gone to um any christmas parties or nothing we've done right. no christmas baking but there is some christmas stuff coming up still well that we're okay. gonna go to what things dinners but that's Christmas dinner on Christmas. Right. I'm just saying that we do have some that, things coming up. Okay, but that is, not, that is not getting in the spirit of the season during the season. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Got it. And then, so you were telling me the other day that, you know, oh, it doesn't really feel like Christmas is coming. And that's what I was trying to convey, that, of course, Christmas doesn't, it doesn't feel like Christmas is coming because we haven't done Christmas. And you can't just have Christmas. You have to do Christmas. I just feel like it's a lot of work to perpetrate a... A, a, a religious holiday. Yeah, basically. Well, I agree. But it's also fun. And... Um, I, I agree that it was fun when I was younger. But, like, as you get older, it's just like, yeah, okay, we're all in on the joke. Hey, hey, hey. But you don't want to do it for our teenager? Well, I mean, they're not really excited. Like, they're not really excited about it either, according to them. Now. Yeah, but. 
I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. But maybe that's, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's our fault. Maybe that's our failing because we did not Christmas hard enough. I don't know. I'm I'm really torn on this one because, like, I don't. I, and there's multiple reasons why I don't like Christmas. I don't. I don't. I don't like the consumerism of oh, no, Christmas. Totally. I'm totally with. I you don't there. like the Christian um, backdrop to Christmas. I totally agree with you. So, like, if you take those things in conjunction with each other and right. I, I just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me like why we still like I, I the part that I like is is a reason to go see family like that's the right. part that's the, that's really the only per- part I like but the obligation to buy presents and to well that was something else um when you and I first got together um we fought with um your family more than my family right um because there was just this understanding that um we buy each other gifts and you have to buy everybody a gift. Right. And then there was, okay, we're not going to buy everybody a gift. We're going to um, draw names out of a hat and you just, you have to buy that person a present. Right. And I remember that you and I were like really financially strapped and I was like, I am not going to just, why don't we just change 20 bucks with each other? <laughs> right. And then like one of your family members um, thought that he was being nice. He was going to give us $50 to buy the person a gift. And I'm like, then why don't we exchange $50 instead of like whatever the amount is? Like, I don't understand it. And that's what I'm saying. I don't like the consumerism and, I, and, and the social the obligation, obligations that come with yes, it. Yes. Yes. And that's, and, and I fell prey to that very much throughout my life. And right. I'm, I guess now that we have a chance to have a reprieve of it, I'm kind of ready for that break. You know, like right. I'm ready to just say, I don't know, enough of this crap. And I'm happy to see family and I love my family and it's great to be able to get together with them. But the rest of it is kind of shit. Well, here's my thing. I love buying stuff for my kid, but I love buying stuff for my kid all the time. Yeah, for sure. And so when Christmas comes around, I try to do a little bit more than usual. Right. But every dollar that I'm not spending on my kid, I resent. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. I don't want to spend money on um, our siblings. They're adults. Right. They they have their own financial situations that are maybe better than ours, and they I don't want to spend money on them. I just don't. Right. Not because I don't love them. I love them dearly. You but know? you would okay. But even whether it's Christmas or not, you if you saw something that they would love. Right. You would pick it up regardless. I like have. You picked up a Charlie Brown nativity scene for your sister years ago. Because it was the last one and my sister collects nativity scenes. Right. And Charlie and Brown no- for crying out loud. It was a no-brainer. Right. Yeah. So it's not that I don't enjoy buying things for people. I hate the obligation and I hate it that it's this one time of year when all I want to do is buy give my child the world, but I got to hold on a sec, kid. I got to also, you get less because I have to give so-and-so a gift. I have to. Right. And that, that pisses me off. Yeah. The obligation. The obligation is so problematic. It is. And that goes hand in hand with the consumerism. Right. No. And that's, that's the part that I railed against earlier in my life and still to this day. But our families have gotten really, really good now. They recognize that, no, we're, we're not going to do that. Right. If we get anything, it will be for the kids and it'll be because we have money this year. Right. Right. (laughs) But otherwise, fuck off. Yeah. I mean, honestly. So that's our confused self take on Christmas. Yeah. We'd love to hear your take because 
I think for a lot of people, this is something that it's confusing. Everyone struggles with as to how to deal with it and what to do, especially in this. You know, if you're an atheist or, or humanist or, or or even a non-practicing Christian, you know, like right. I mean, those are. It, it's something that people question and struggle with, I think, is how to do this whole thing. How season. to do Christmas when you're not a Christian. I mean, it's one of the highest points for suicide because right. of stress, because of and you being know, money, alone. because of, I mean, there's just being so many alone things. At yeah, Christmas. Being alone. I mean, there's such an emphasis that it is harmful in some, res- in some yeah. regards. Yeah, definitely. So, I don't know. But that seems like a good place to kind of, unless you off. got more. Do you, you got more? No. Okay. No. I say that all? sounds like a good. I, that sounds like a good place to leave off. Then let's leave off. All right. What are, what are we doing next week? Another special bonus. Another special bonus. Oh my. Oh gosh. wait. You you said next week, but you meant Thursday. I meant Thursday. That's what yeah. I meant. This is Tuesday. That's, that's I knew that. Okay. So you I, meant Thursday. I totally knew that. How did I? You know. Took off. You did not. <laughs> <laughs> so on Thursday we're gonna do another special bonus, but it'll just be silly. It'll be less discussion and more silly. Yeah, I mean that's what we say now. No, it will. Oh, it will. Yeah, I already okay. have it planned. So, it yeah, it okay. will. Great. You put well, me in charge of figuring this shit out. Why the hell do I put you in charge of anything? <laughs> I mean, I'm the one that does the research. I'm the one that leads the I'm, discussion. I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. I think I do a decent job. You do job. a great job, darling. Oh, I love you, baby. Love you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, we have an editorial correction. We do indeed. Yeah. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Husband. Yeah, wife. Um, it's the end, so we should say all the things. We definitely should say all the things. What things should we say? So we want people to get a hold of us, and there's ways that they can do that. So one of those ways I know is email. What's that email address? Sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. And they should do that by 5 Eastern on Sundays if they want their question to be included in our new Tuesday Q&A episodes every week. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing from some of our fans, for sure. Yeah. They can also get a hold of us on social media. And we have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Um, probably the easiest way would be through Twitter at sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts still. <laughs> yes, yeah, still. Still. I guess. Or dum-dum <laughs> or doo-doo. Yeah, wherever you want to go with that, I guess. Right, right. Okay. Um, yeah, so we have all those things and they should go there. Yeah, they should. Okay. And then also, oh, what else should they do? They should like, you know, review us on Apple Podcasts because that really, really helps us out. And, you know, if you are on any other podcast app, just like hit a heart or a like thing or something. A thumbs up. Thumbs up. Nice. Whatever the hell it is, just do it. Okay? Just do it. All right. I think that's all we got. Oh, you know what? I have one more thing. Oh, she's got one more thing. Um, Thank you so much, guys, for listening and choosing us to spend your time with. We really appreciate you all and your definitely top shelf yeah honestly it makes us smile just about every day yep planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.